Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, badasses. On this week's Badass Women's Hour, we caught up with Miriam Teakley, star of the new Anne Juliet show, out now at the Shaftesbury Theatre. The musical features the music of Max Martin and focuses on the what if. What if Juliet didn't kill herself at the end of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet? And we also spoke to Marianne Cantwell about being a free-range human. She can teach you how to escape the nine to five and create a life you love while still paying the bills. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators, but no one compares. Badass Women's Hour XL with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. One, two, three, four! I'm Lucy Beresford. You can hear Natalie Campbell as well and Leila Ruas. But we are joined right now by Miriam Teak-Lees, who is starring in And Juliet. Welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, now, this is such a great idea, yes. kind of brought up on the whole Shakespeare story. We assume that that's the only version. But exactly. your musical is going to tell it differently. Give it us a little flavour. It is. It's basically like a play within a play. And um, you kind of start with Shakespeare and he's, he's telling everybody about his new play and how he's written the ending. And, he, you know, he tells everybody that Romeo kills himself and then Julia gets, Juliet gets the dagger and then she kills herself. And then Anne Hathaway, who is Shakespeare's wife, she comes on and she says why does Juliet kill herself she doesn't need to she's so young she's got her whole life ahead of her so Anne takes the quill and basically starts to rewrite this ending and that's like the first time we see Juliet and it's so clever the way it's done because it includes all these pop songs written by the incredible Max Martin who has written music for so many incredible artists like Jessie J Ariana Grande Britney Spears The Weeknd Justin Timberlake I mean there's just so many people just it, the list goes on and on and on. Oh, so is that why some of the, those songs, like um, one of the songs is Baby One More Time, the yes. classic Britney. So that's how you've been able to introduce those into that musical. Exactly, exactly. Yes, yes. And and But they're done so differently and so cleverly because you've got the orchestrations by Bill Sherman and Dominic Falacaro and they've like really turned it into like... Because what, one of my favourite moments is the first time we see Juliet, she sings Hit Me Baby One More Time, but she's at the tomb. She's at Romeo's tomb. And she basically looks up to the heavens mm-hmm. and she's like, give me a sign, you know, like, and she speaks about her loneliness. And, and it's done in like a much more sort of like sombre way. You've got the drum beat sort mm-hmm. of being synonymous with her heartbeat. And it's just, it completely transforms these songs and makes you really listen to the lyrics mm-hmm. in a different way. It's very clever. I love it. And... <laughs> Who do you think is going to see this musical? Is it aimed mainly at... (laughs) We're going to be at the stage door. We have already asked for our tickets. Yes. Yes. Uh, Sorry about that. (laughs) And we'll be at the stage door afterwards. (laughs) 
The great thing about it is that I think, you know, there's no set audience. You know, I think it's something that is, it's it's relatable to so many different people because mm -hmm. Juliet has like the, the 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 focal story, but there's lots of other characters that we that we see who are also on a journey of self-discovery. New characters. New characters. We've got yeah, some new characters in the story. Um, Juliet meets uh, somebody called Francois, who is, um, he's played by Tim Hendren. And he also is kind of in a similar situation to Juliet in that she, he's being like suppressed by his parents as well he's got a sort of dictator father and uh, you know and Juliet kind of comes up and she says no you've got to be confident you've got to step out and she kind of like helps him find his courage and you know because she's kind of found this strength to go on and live her life she mm -hmm. kind of tries to help other characters as well along the yes. way um and it's it's really interesting how these different characters come across yes you you're so you're just effervescing enthusiasm for this, which is why I'm like, I need to go and see it right now. Um, yeah, what is it like to be able to play this sort of character and and have all you know the the production of it all and all of the great names that you've mentioned? I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, the the cast as well are so so brilliant that it's every day you go into work and you just learn so much. There's always something to take from these incredible actors that you're working with and the passion that everybody brings as well. It's like you're always rooting for it. You feel like it, it just has to be a great show because everyone's so passionate and has something so great to bring to the table. So and and because we we did a run in Manchester mm -hmm. before, okay. and uh, and that went really really well, and the audience reactions were just brilliant, and and the things that people were saying that they found it so relatable, and that it was so great, that yeah. it was a new age musical, and flipping this play that we know so well, in and and looking at it in it completely different eyes, mm -hmm. you know, and and yeah, people really really seem to enjoy it. So I'm so excited to open here. And how many hours of days of you know rehearsals and training? is involved we we actually started with a workshop last year may was the first time i did a workshop and we did like a, it was only a two-week workshop then mm -hmm. and that was like 10 to six days mm -hmm. and then we had another workshop this year january time and that was a six-week workshop and then we started rehearsals mm -hmm. and that was like july mid-july we started did about six weeks there and then we moved to Manchester and then started okay. teching so it's it's been a, a long process of changing things yeah. of everybody nipping in ideas and and just trying to bring something that is that we're all very proud of mm. can Later. I just say um the Arabic version of Romeo and Juliet Juliet is Leila Majnul so I'm your Juliet I knew we were connected the minute <laughs> I felt it too. I felt it. <laughs> I love that. But it, it, it is a, it's a story that's relatable. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, love, heartbreak, uh, family pressure, yes. finding yourself. And so no matter what, again, to, to your, your question, Lisi, around who is this for? Yeah. I think everyone can relate mm, to that at yeah. some point in their lives. And I don't know about you, but it was the first thing that I read of Shakespeare in school where I was like, I actually get this. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I get it. I can pass an exam because I get it. And then yeah. I watched the Baz Luhrmann version and then fell in love with that. And, yeah. I mean, Mercutio on the stairs and Young Hearts <laughs> is one of my most Brilliant. iconic... Um, you, I, yeah, I, I could do it in my sleep. So. That's the most remarkable thing about it as yeah. a play is that we have all been there. Exactly. 500 years old, but we have all kind yes. of had either crushes or, yeah. you know, first love where it's really, really deep. Yeah. Yes. But what's it, what I, I'm intrigued by this this um, kind of setup to the musical, which mm -hmm. is that Anne Hathaway says, 
let's do it differently. Yes. And in a way, she gives permission mm-hmm. for Juliet to kind of step into her own life. Yes, yeah. How important do you think it is in the 21st century mm. that we still give remember to give women permission to do that it's we it grates on me because i think we shouldn't need that exactly but somehow we still do yeah i mean it's it's so important because it's like women have always been powerful and have always you know had this this energy and and they sh- they should be able to say and you know whatever they feel right and should be able to take control of their life but before you could say it was a majorly patriarchal society you know it's getting a lot better now but we should still be lifting up other women and you know not like bashing down men in the process do you know what I mean but just knowing that we can do this and bound Mm. together you know brilliant Miriam Teakley's all the best break a leg as they say <laughs> for the production Thank uh, it, you. it opens on the 2nd of november and then or is that the preview the preview stuff? starts 2nd of november and then we open fully on the 20th wonderful and it's at the shaftesbury theater in yes. london so all the very best for that badass women's hour excel on talk radio she'll get you talking Welcome to the studio, Marianne Cantwell. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, it's great to have you. Fantastic dress as well. Yes. Arr, very nice. Uh, what led you to write the book? Uh, well, actually, the first edition came out in 2013. Mm-hmm. And that was at a time when I think people didn't know there was an option other than a job. You know, it wasn't, it was like you were in a job or you were freelance or you were like an entrepreneur putting a lot of money in. And there wasn't this option. And in this new edition that's just come out this year, the reason I rewrote it is there's so much comparison out there mm-hmm. when you're thinking of doing something else or you see uh, you know, people with the perfect Instagram accounts or huge followings on like LinkedIn or Facebook. And people I've noticed are having a lot of trouble finding their path in all that, in all that noise. And you've also um, used a brilliant quote from someone called Seth Godin, whose emails I get every day. Uh, he's a sort of kind of tech business guru. And you, it, the, the quote is gorgeous. It says, instead of wondering when your next vacation is, maybe you should set up a life that you don't need to escape from. Mm. <laughs> and I think that is probably what really fuels your book, is that you want to get people to a life that they really love. Yeah, Exactly. And so what, how? Because I mean, yeah, I'm like, I'd like right, to I've know got how. my pen at the ready. So, <laughs> Top five. Yeah, Top five to tips. What do I need to do? <laughs> well, I think the, the big thing, especially in a world where you have so much input all the time, is to be really aware of what is it the firstly that you actually want. And mm. it's amazing. So many people, you know, I've been doing this work for 10 years and so many people come to Free Range Humans and they go, I want to do something different. And you go, what would that be? And they're like, I have no good ideas. So the first thing thing is we call it getting back in touch with your internal GPS Mm. which Mm. if you are uh, like me and a lot of our people uh, overachiever perfectionist who likes to people please you can really lose your way very easily so the first thing is actually knowing what you want but the second thing is actually knowing what you have to offer and that's where this term that I think you've been mentioning already which is your weirdness is your edge comes in that you know when you've been doing one thing for a while and maybe like leaving a bit of yourself at the door every day to get paid, it can be really hard to remember what it is that actually is you. What's your biggest strength? What's your biggest superpower amid all that? And I think that's really important if you want to stand out and know know, what to do next. Do you think um, sometimes perhaps your weirdness can sort of guide you Mm. to that place instead of you knowing what it is? I mean, there's that 
there's the Greek model, Sophia, who has the eyebrow, you know, she's got the monobrow. Yes. She's absolutely stunning. And in your sort of normal world, they go, no, no, she couldn't possibly be a model. And now she's, you know, she's this huge model, Instagram star, whatever, um, influencer. So is it your weirdness that you should allow to yeah. sort of guide you? I think your I think your weirdness can sometimes even be your normality. Mm. So it's about what is it that if you think about when you go to work or if you're in business, you show up in your business or work every day and there's something that you hope others don't see. So for example, you might be the one who's really into yoga and spirituality, but then you go into your law firm and you don't want them to know about that. Or maybe you're the one who works in a media company, but you're really an introvert and you've had to pretend to be bigger personality than you are. These things are your weirdness. So for me, one of my things is I identify as an HSP, a highly sensitive person, which means you have high empathy, you feel everything around you, you know, noises bother you, like at a higher scale than anyone else. And it was a huge liability in the workplace that, and you know, I had a history of anxiety. But when I moved into the free range world, those were actually the things that made me stand out. So because I was more sensitive and empathetic, you know, in this field, and you mentioned Seth Godin, and there's so many people writing in a very I'd say slightly masculine way about this. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I didn't try to hide that and I lived in people's heads and how they felt was actually the reason people picked up this book and it did well. And I think that's just one example. It's useful to have um, this sort of book in in a, I, I, I guess, in your voice. So um, for anyone out there, one of the first books I read like this was The 4-Hour Workweek, and it's very masculine and it's very much like, hack the system, hack the system, hack the system. And you feel like, that's that's the voice that's in your head all of the time. But if you aren't that sort of person that hacks the system and, you know, can figure out ways to, to you know, he wins a kickboxing competition by way of a, you know, a default. Um, if you're not that sort of person, you have to take, you have to use your superpower and what's unique to you to yeah. make things work. And actually Tim Ferriss is a great example, the author of Four Hour Workweek. So he, for people who don't know that, he's the ultimate, you know, find a way to cut the corners, yeah. like get around, do things fast. But actually, if you know anything about him, he is someone who has been obsessed forever with human performance, yeah. how to be, he's a he's a massive geek about all the ways that we show up in the world. And he didn't hide that. He's known for his weirdness, for his difference. Yeah. And I think that's the key. Uh, but you've got a great chapter on what to do when everybody else in your life doesn't want you to make these changes because it is it is already well identifying the changes that you want to be making but if you're meeting resistance around you how do you break through mm, are we talking about the beige army chapter by any yes. chance yeah <laughs> so i'm just going to talk about that term so this is a term we came up with that gives a name to this sense we've all heard it when you think you might want to do something different and you mention it and people are like well that's a bit weird, isn't it? Mm. Or are you sure that's safe? Or, you know, you don't have a PhD in the topic. And they, there's these naysayers. And I gave them the name the Beige Army because to answer the question, the very best way around them is to name them. Because otherwise it's you against all the normal people. And not most of us don't want to be weird. Most of us don't. I don't identify as a rebel. You know, I want to be someone who gets on with people. And so when you realise it's not 
everyone who thinks you should stay safe versus you. And you go, that's the beige army. They're people who are kind of afraid of passion, afraid of, of difference. You can step back and realize there's a huge movement of people who are you know, completely responsible, normal humans who are doing these things. And I think that's when you can make better decisions. Yes. And you're, but you're making them from your own position. So Correct. do you, can you see there being a sequel here? <laughs> well, given I decided to do a second edition and not a sequel, um, the reason was I wanted to extend it. And so, you know, all this talk about your weirdness being your edge, I talk more about, you know, um, anxiety, what, what to do when you're, you're not that model of the sort of person you think you should be to do this. That was all in there. So I think in a way, it's kind of its own second edition. Marianne Cantwell, thank you very much indeed. Marianne's book is Be A Free Range Human uh, in all good bookshops. Thank you very much for coming on the show. One, two, three, this has been the Badass Women's Hour podcast with me, Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. If you want to hear more from us, you can come follow us on social media at Badass Women's Hour HR um, or leave us a review and tell us how much you love us. We really need to feel the love. Five stars should do it. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.